I want to see a washed up, uh, like, you know, AOR guy, like, you know, one of the dudes from Foreigner, uh, or like, you know, like a pop metal Wait, dude. Wait, what's AOR standard? Uh, album, album oriented radio. Okay. What's that mean? Uh, maybe they're considered MOR, middle of the road rate, something like that. Uh, yeah, so you want, you want them to do a hot pocket? Hot pocket! Hot pocket! Communal body opener. What the fuck are you trying to say? Communal body opener. He's trying to say he had too many beers already. Bottle opener. It'll be on E.T.'s finger. There you go. You mean having turnovers. Add some fucking bling to E.T. E.T. Pop a cap in your ass. So I was, I went back to change a keg the other day, and the brewers were in cleaning out the brewing equipment. Yeah. They were drinking, I don't remember what beer it was, one of the ones we had on tap. And uh, one of the are brewers... You gonna, are you going to... What the hell? <laughs> Why are you fisting E.T.? <laughs> don't What's in there? The Is there drugs what inside of E.T.? <laughs> what are you doing, E.T.? Please don't fuck him in the ass. The decade-old drugs. He wants to go home. E.T. E. wants to go home. David's turning E.T. on by playing with his asshole. <laughs> he's stimulating That's, his... That wasn't playing, he's man. That was serious. He's stimulating... pulling some shit out. That was an enema. He's, <laughs> he's stimulating his prostate by jamming his finger in his alien orifice. I... Oh, God! Oh, God, it's talking! Shit, we're fucking dead! Where's Alf when you need to eat something? <laughs> No, you creep. Oh, wait, I'll be a cat. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lovely. Alright, I'm gonna go to the opening titles. Yeah, hit the. <laughs> They probably have a one play each and we get sodomized. Uh, ouch! <laughs> yeah, the government is. <laughs> they they kind of just. They, they they place it during that scene where the government comes in and kidnaps uh-huh. ET. That's where the porno takes place. <laughs> <laughs> because the government's like, what happens when we do this? <laughs> what happens when we figure fucking alien? 70s porno music comes on. Phone the police. There's been a raid. They replaced the guns with dildos. Cock <laughs> <laughs> sabers. <laughs> oh, so apparently, David's gonna just hold ET in his lap the whole time. It's not weird. Yeah, it's not weird at all. <laughs> 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 Which is funny because uh, David's drinking a beer, and that's from when ET drinks a beer. <laughs> I did not know that would be right. <laughs> this is the creepiest fucking ventriloquism act I've ever seen. Uh, this is like, uh... <laughs> this is like, uh... Puppet... <laughs> this is like puppet proctology. We should... <laughs> we should tell everybody that this is... The reason we're using E.T. is because we can't afford a soundboard. <laughs> we have nothing else. To enhance our podcast, but old stuffed animals with little talking boxes. Ouch. Oh god, he's gonna come back for more. He's gonna fucking kill us. Uh, he's Terminator. Oh god. 
right, all right, all right. Although it does tie thematically to one of our discussion, because remember the goodbye? Yes. And well, okay, okay. First off, hi everybody. Welcome to a kind of epic show. I'm David Gilman. I'm David West. Chance Hoover. Andrew Crowley. Yes. For the first time in a few weeks, our friends Chance and Andrew have joined me and David to discuss various things. Thanks. Are we going to talk about Veronica Wars this week? Um. Uh, we can't. Did you like the book? I did like the book. I yeah. like the book too. We can't really talk about it because it's Chance's. <laughs> it's on episode nine of season three. That's right. So yeah, we kind of have to wait. I know. I, I thought we became a Veronica Morris podcast. <laughs> I thought she was going to get over Logan. What the fuck is her problem? <laughs> Why can't you find a dude who's a little bit better adjusted? Well, wait, wait. <laughs> Just give it a little bit. I've been waiting, and she keeps going back and fucking him every time I keep getting more but and more I like mad. Logan. I know, I don't understand why. He's psychotic. <laughs> He's psychotic. He's like a Molotov cocktail. Has, has Piz yeah. been creeping on her? Yeah, well, no, I wouldn't call it creeping, being a very nice gentleman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I liked Piz. Piz was sort of like the, the, the I don't know, audience analog to a certain degree, because he kind of represented any guy who probably had a crush on Ron <laughs> Oh, uh, there's no mistake. <laughs> You watch that show. <laughs> you can't help but fall in love with her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when I first started watching the first season, part of me was just like, this is why I had a giant crush on Christian Bell. Because, <laughs> I, I, like, after Veronica Mars, I had I was sort of disappointed with some of her career choices. Because she kept on doing, like, stupid romantic comedies. Like Fanboys. And I was like... That yeah, movie sucked. I like Fanboys. I never saw it. I didn't think oh, it was really? that good. It was, it was one of those things where kind of like, you're a better actress than this. Why are you doing this? Excuse me. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so we can't really talk about Veronica Mars too much unless you want to... You, uh, you obviously don't like Logan. <laughs> that, I don't know. We don't have to talk about it right now. I, we can wait until I've caught up okay. on everything. Then okay. Can... You did catch up on Game of Thrones. That oh, yeah. Sunday. I'm yeah. excited for that shit. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Are you guys coming over on Sunday? Don't lie to me, yeah. I'm going to. <laughs> Sweet, just, just making sure. I was thinking we were going to have to do Game of Thrones and Madam Men. Ma- uh, Madam Men. Madam Men. <laughs> Madam Men comes back next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, they, they air one after another. I, no, they I, air at the same time, both at night. I heard it. Yeah, I thought, I thought we have to choose which we watch first. I heard, an, I heard an interesting theory about... Uh, Our decision. Question, what, about uh, the fate of Don Draper this season. Well, they got another half season. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm like, yeah, I mean, okay. I'm okay. doing a stupid uh, Breaking Bad thing where you split. Okay. It's only seven episodes and then they wait a year. I thought it was eight. Or whatever. Fucking okay, it. well, so uh, I've heard some, like, some people think that he might become, he might become D.B. Cooper, the famous plane hijacker. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> that would be awesome. I was, like, I was like, I was like, really? That sounds stupid. Unless Did it have I anything fu- to back that up? I just saw the headline. It was like it was like on like like some news website, like you know, like a TV was it website. today? <laughs> no, it's uh, no, no. This is like a couple weeks ago, uh, uh-huh. or it might have been on Twitter chat or something like that. Well, I think Cooper. it could be based on a lot of the market material has been based around them being on airplanes and stuff. It seems like right? they're going to be hijacked because like the, the timing. Uh, I read another piece that like didn't mention the DB Cooper thing, but they mentioned that the timing with it being like what sixty eight or sixty nine. Yeah, I think it's around there. There could yeah. be like they could be on a plane that's hijacked. Sixteen hundred seventy is probably when the season will be. Like uh, I'm not, I can't remember who, but it's. Uh, See, I just thought there is like a transition to L.A. or something. Yeah, so maybe. Maybe he's going to become a flight attendant. <laughs> they have a new trailer that came out today that's super like trippy and like an oh, acid trip. The bu- I saw the bus ads in Chicago. They're, yeah. they're cool as hell. Huh. Like, well, hopefully they take more LSD because <laughs> that was great. I thought they just took speed. 
No, I said that, well, when, uh, oh, they did take speed, but yeah. remember when Roger... Sterling had, LSD truck? Oh, yeah, yeah, Roger took LSD. Yeah, well, that season, they just took speed. <laughs> Which was an amazingly cut episode. What's that up? Was, yeah, that was the best episode. Yeah, Ken Grot, Cosgrove and his fucking tap dancing. That was one of the best scenes in the entire show. <laughs> you know what's funny? An- another show ended its season this week, and I'm the only one at this table that watches it. The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. And it was amazing. It was almost shot for shot of from the comic book at certain times where Carl was getting raped. What? By a zombie? No, by uh, uh, well, attempted rape. Ooh. What? I don't think I've read that. No, it's during the time out, right after the prison. When the hell was he? And when was uh, he raped? Rick bites the dude's throat out. It was. It was not recently. Huh. I don't remember that. It's happened like in the last two years, I want to say, in the yeah. books at least. Okay. I don't remember that. So you, hmm. you should have read it. Does full male nudity in the scene? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. Uh, it's not curious. a Greek film. I'm just <laughs> asking, man. But it was, it was badass. We can hope. It was, it was nice. And then there's a line at the end uh, where Rick is just like, they just screwed with the wrong people. And I was just kind of like, man, that would have been so much better if that was on HBO and they could have said fuck. Like they do in the comic books, because it's a, a line right out of the book as well. They just fucked with the wrong people. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I'm so excited for season five. Damn, October. <laughs> we finally got badass Rick back instead of Farmer Rick. What's wrong with farming? That's an honest living. <laughs> it is. Even when there's zombies, you gotta eat, man. Yeah, well... They also didn't come out and say that these other people were the cannibals, which they cut scenes. Wait, there's cannibals? Yeah. Oh. They, they cut scenes out that clearly show that it's cannibals. Okay, I remember where we're at now. Okay. So, okay. AMC is afraid of cannibalism. Yeah, they're all the way up there already. Wow. I know. <laughs> and uh, they, they cut scenes out that specifically gives you an answer, yes, and these are the cannibals you're meeting, and they cut it. So. Why? What are, why are they afraid of humans eating humans? Well, I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll. They'll say it because I mean it was so obvious. But they didn't show the real graphic stuff. It'll probably be a plot point like next season. I would imagine, like when they you know kill them all. Andrew, I'm sure you know the answer to this question. What uh, what other animals eat their own kind? Hyenas. Uh, yeah, the, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of animals are cannibals. Actually, like I mean. So then, why aren't we uh, jumping on the bandwagon? I'm just saying, human meat is readily available if you just go out on the street. There's a, there's a show none of us watch. Animal. <laughs> I've heard good things. I've heard good things too. Yeah. I, I think the reason who plays it, who plays Hannibal? Oh, uh, the guy from Casino Royale. Yeah, the eye problem. Uh, oh, the Frenchie. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's right. Um, he's Swedish or something. Ma- Michaelson, Michaelson, something. Oh yeah. Um, um, Mix Mickelson? Yeah, something like that. They yeah. speak the same language. <laughs> or the same language. Language. He's his finger pop. Yeah, and and at times his heart glows. Because he's in love. I have the same problem. <laughs> then I cut it out. <laughs> so another show ended this week too. Um, Both that. Well, this one was the series finale. Yeah, series finale of Oh. How I Met Your Mother. Did we meet the mother, by the way? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I you've, been, you've been watching this season. You knew it was leading to that. I'm just playing. Yeah, with. it's kind of funny. I've never actually seen a, I've seen a few episodes of the show, I've yeah. been, but I've, I I know what happened. I kept track. <laughs> I, I, rec- I, I recommend you watch it. It's worth watching. 
22 episodes at nine seasons. I'm not. I'm not gonna watch that. <laughs> but it's actually kind of easy to get through. I'm. I've. I've got other things to watch, and I already know what happens. Fair enough. <laughs> But, and, and apparently it's not that satisfying of an ending anyway. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, it wasn't. What did you well, want? Just like Battlestar Galactica. I what did you, what did you want? Galactica. Did you want them to be in happy, they be in love? And no, 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 no. Like, what did you actually expect to happen? Well, let's start off by, um, we spent nine seasons with these characters. Right. And then the last season they shoved a wedding down our throat for 22 episodes. Mm-hmm. Which that, sounds like a good storytelling yeah, yeah, it was. I, I thought that was really intriguing, at least from a structure standpoint. Oh, I, I loved the season. The season was awesome. It was okay, neat. Okay. It was well constructed. But they shot the final scenes of this episode, of the series finale, back oh, in 2005. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of the kids. Because of the kids. Yeah. Which, I think that's a stupid, stupid fucking choice because, you know... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, like uh, consider like you know uh, when you're when that's you know really young on a series point you know it's it would have worked great I think as a finale like in, like uh, in like season three like you know when uh, we hadn't had like you know from season three onward like you know season after season saying you know Ted and Robin you know they're not good for each other uh, it's like uh, it's uh, it's like you know uh, like in Breaking Bad uh, originally Jesse Pinkman was gonna die in season one no shit yeah <laughs> but but. It, uh, well, the show's just changed so much since then. Exactly. That, you just said there was nine seasons. Yeah. And then 2005, the first year of the show, was when they shot the finale. Yeah. And then the second season. Second season, early on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's, it is still pr- pretty early on. It, it's one of those things where they lock themselves into an ending without actually... Yeah, that sounds I mean, ridiculous. it goes against... Well, I don't know. Yeah, it's good to know where you're going writing-wise, yeah. but... Locking yourself so tightly into an ending without like shooting it yeah. seven years before you end. But I mean, yeah, there's there's a point where you gotta let the characters actually take over, and it they, sounds they as if grow, and they did and until they, the ending when they yeah. reversed all the character development. Yeah, they set reset Robin and Barney to basically how they were in season one. Mm. Yeah, completely. And it, it, I liked Barney, the way he was before he <laughs> loved women. Well, before he loved a woman. But the character development that they have with Barney over the course of the last four seasons was <clears throat> great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he loves her, and he learned about Canada and shit. <laughs> <laughs> At the end, as a casual observer of the show, it never felt right to me to see Barney in a monogamous relationship. Like, I, I mean, I... So I didn't watch things in chronological order, yeah. and I just caught episodes whenever I turned on the TV and they were showing syndicated episodes. Yeah. I I like the couple together. Like I, From what I've seen of Barney and Robin together, I like it, but at the same time, it's, it's, I like what they were trying to achieve initially, so I think in letting the characters develop in, in a natural way... Yeah, they lost like they lost their direction towards the what the show was supposed to like the ending of the show and how it was everything was supposed to wrap up. But both, I feel like both of them were right. I don't know. Hmm. Like well, I never expected Barney to be in an Irish relationship, and I definitely didn't think Robin would either, or at least not in a long term relationship. Yeah. Just because she's so free spirited, she's always wanting to travel and. Her job was her job was her first love. Yeah, but there have been times where, uh, <clears throat> you know, they showed development like you know, 
like Barney's origin, like in Game Night, where you find out that you know uh, that this whole persona comes from him being you know jilted by uh, his you know longtime girlfriend, uh, right. and he was basically trying to become the man you know that uh, you know uh, he, uh, she left uh, him for. Yeah, who was and, a badass. Yeah, and then like and uh, and then like with Robin, like you know there you know she had uh, time to like you know uh, she changed you know she grew as a person like you know because. Uh, it's nothing wrong with being independent, but like you know, she she you know kind of drove people away from her at times. Uh, yeah, she was. Uh, but like you know, like uh, there's a, I think it's actually what she and Don break up over because he takes the job. Uh, yeah. Like uh, Robin gave up a job in Chicago to be with Don. Yeah, I remember that that episode actually. Which is ultimately okay. They okay. First off, they shoved this wedding down our our throat, which showed how well Barney and Robin were were together. That's what the entire season was about, okay, these two are meant to be together. This is a reason, you know, it, it made sense. And mm-hmm. They worked together. I, I mean, I, I wasn't against them, you know, like, because, uh, you know, they had, like, three years together, but, like, I wasn't against them, you know, getting rid of the marriage, but, like, you know, it's, if you do that, you know, uh, maybe show uh, that, you know, all right, you know, they might struggle a couple years, you know, don't regret, I mean, because, you know, it, Barney, like, as, you know, uh, Lothario, like, as a 40-something, you know, that was just, just sad and kind of disgusting, actually. It was, yeah. I agree. I don't. I don't agree with what you said about the wedding being, like, being a means to prove how good, Bar- or how well Barney and Rob went together. Because the sub, the sub, the underlying stories, like between, um, between Ted and the wife, like, because we go in a real weird. Well, order kind of, of yeah, of yeah. how they meet and then the time that they spend together and yeah. and time like when they fight into their marriage back and so yeah. on and so forth. And with uh, Marshall and Lily, they were well. Marshall was trying to decide how to break it to Lily that he got the judgeship, yeah. right? And so there's they were reaching a point in all their lives like a. Where they were going to start a new chapter and go different directions. Moving from like young adulthood, you know, like yeah, a, yeah moving from their like, adolescence to you know, true adulthood as yeah. a fam- like as a unit. All, they were almost a family unit, right? Yeah. And they rely on each other until they come to this point in their lives where they're all about to make a decision that sends them in opposite directions. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I thought that I thought like that's what I got from the six or seven episodes of the season that I've seen. It's not. I don't. Know, I never really got any ju- any validation for their relationship, other than that Barney was a horn dog and Robin <laughs> smoking hot. And there she was. <laughs> I mean, there, there have been a couple of like even early, in the early run of the uh, show, like where uh, Barney and Robin hang, hung out. Uh, they uh, dated once before. They drank scotch and yeah, smoked cigars. You know, uh, they both had wanted you know similar things, and like, you know, they both didn't want kids uh, and stuff. You know, both you know, kind of independent. You know, it's. So, you know, I could see the marriage, you know, not working down the line, but the way, like, uh, I thought that, you know, that I was on board. It's like, okay, you know, maybe, you know, that this isn't the right time for them, you know. Maybe they need to be, you know, go the separate ways because, you know, nobody's really happy at the moment. Yeah. So you, it broke your heart, essentially? No, Watching like, okay, I, know. I, was, I was all right with it ending, but I, I don't like how they went about it. Because, you know, like, you know, initially I figured, like, you know, all right, you know, they, they seem like they're going to be fine, but, like, you know, it's, you know, like, you know Robin, like, was hurt, her, you know, uh, Story arc was you know dep- Barney's was depressing too. Uh, you know it's it's I think I think it's you know it's almost like you know uh, rejection of Rama that you know the one thing that Barney needed you know to finally man up was a kid the one thing she couldn't give him. Yeah, yeah. Wait, was she barren? 
Yeah, yeah, they said that, that last year. Oh, okay, last year. I missed yeah, that. Yeah, it was like a, a season seven, I think. Yeah. Uh, some of the, was it season seven? I think so. Oh, yeah. no, I did see No, that. yeah, season seven, Symphony of Illumination, I believe. Oh, okay. I did see that episode. Um, hmm. It's but all right. Just a, I, you know, I was talking to Andrew about it earlier. I think if they wanted to end the marriage, I honestly think one of them probably should have died. <laughs> Honestly, you would have rather I did, they yeah. died than their than their union be separated. Yeah, like, that would have been easier for you, you to swallow. You didn't want them to have an unconscious coupling. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that yeah. term is. Conscious coupling. I think everyone's conscious uncoupling. That's yeah, that's what right. it is. I, I, yeah, I kind, of, kind of. Kind <laughs> of. Like I said, with the wedding all season long, I, I just fell in love with him as a couple, and it was just kind of it was uneasy that the first thing you see, the first time you see him again. After the wedding is three years down the road, and well, not the first time you see them, but yeah, the uh, complaint I kept on reading this morning was that it seemed as if this whole last episode could have been a season all by itself. Yeah, well, that too. Yeah, they, they jump ahead years and four. And minutes. instead of showing us the entire wedding, they could have trimmed that down and actually don't make like an half album. a season could have been the wedding, and yeah. then they could have. Gone more into detail. I think I, I think that would have worked better. Like, because uh, what's really what was really jarring for me uh, was like you know, oh, uh, your mother your mother was ill. She passed away six years ago. It's like and then it's yeah, like then the kids are like yeah, there's no build up to it. No, and the kids are like you should fuck Aunt Robin essentially. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. This is a story about how you love Aunt Robin. <laughs> no, keep it in the family. No, which also that line itself bugs the hell out of me because it's a story. Okay, yeah, he loves Aunt Robin, but ultimately it's a story of how they don't work. Ted and Robin do not work as a couple. I, I have seen some uh, interpretations. I think they're interesting. I disagree with them. Where like you know uh, they bring up like uh, the mother storyline, like the how, how your mother met me, where you know uh, you know her uh, first love, Max, you know dies, and then like you know the point like with her and Ted, like is like you know because you know Ted's trying to get over Robin. This is the, what I took from the series that you know. Uh, oh, that makes sense. That like uh, <laughs> I thought like it's like you know it's uh, you know you might think you know the person you meet like, that you like you know. You might you, there's really nobody who's the one you know like there's people you work well with and like like you know um, you kind of force this idea of a one to one onto somebody that you know uh, you know if it doesn't work out and you know whatever way you know there's still opportunity for love and you know I, I think that's what they were trying to get at by you know having uh, the, the last shot be uh, Ted uh, outside Robin's apartment with the fr- blue French horn like at the beginning of the series mm-hmm. but yeah. I just thought that like, the way that they were building up that, like you know, that you know, this mo- the mother was so crucial in Ted's life that you know, like that this, that this story was you know less about you know meeting her, but you know more about uh, Ted becoming the person you know, uh, growing and maturing, uh, who was right for her, and like that's kind of what her story was about, like the one episode that you know, because you know she was grieving uh, Max and you know she wasn't dating, and you know they, it's like the first time where you know they they were the right 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 person, right place. Yeah, and. Just the the fact that they they kill her in a line. Yeah. They build up. Don't even find out what she dies of. Yeah. There's nothing. This is what you've been leading to for nine years, and you don't give us any resolve. You know, you, you've made us fall in love with this character. Over I mean, it, it essentially it, it ignores a storytelling staple of you know you show you don't tell. Yeah. You you show you there's, build there's up. There's one to shot that with her in a hospital you, bed. Yeah, I mean that's, that's it. Yeah, and like uh, I think what really Did hurt. You see her hospital no. gown. <laughs> Um, uh, I think what what really hurts it is like it, it probably would have worked like as I said earlier like if they you know done it uh, in the earlier seasons like where you know Ted Rod seemed like a more viable possibility, but also like if they just done like the original plan was like the first time you would see the mother is like when they meet on the 
train station platform. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Kristen Milioti was, you know, so, was so great this season. Like, she shined with, with the material they gave her that, you know, it's, it seems like, you know, th- this whole season is set on her and then the wedding and that, you know, then you knock out those both in, like, you know, like a, a couple minutes, yeah. I mean, it, it achieves it. It's almost like, you know, uh, like, you know, Teddy got to have his cake and eat it, too. You know, it's like, you know, he got to have it because Robin couldn't give him kids because she wasn't physically able and didn't want kids. But, you know, he got... It just... I, I just like the bet. You're mad now because Ted got more than what... But you're mad now because Ted got two women. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure Man. out what the real grace is. It, There's something in here that I just thought it was kind of a disservice. Feel... I just thought it was kind of a disservice to the mother's character, who we finally find out is uh, named Tracy uh, McConnell. Yeah. See, I I know you. Your personal motives are that you have a crush on the mother. So <laughs> I know why you're upset. Well, were you upset with Leonardo DiCaprio too? <laughs> I thought it was a jackass because you know, like she was smoking hot. Um, but uh, it, it just kind of felt like a disservice. Like I mean, I think that it could have been handled like if they, if there was like more breathing room. It, it just wasn't. Mm. They could have had like because uh, the t- characters talk about because uh, uh, I thought you know it was realistic and it's depicting that you know friends you know kind of losing touch because you know you get wrapped up in your own life. You have kids. You know your career. Uh, yeah. Boring indulge. Yeah. But uh, you know, like talking, they talk about being around for the big moments. Yeah, you know, I, I think they could have had like you know uh, a moment, you know, where they at her funeral. Uh, yeah, yeah, it would have been an interesting thing if they okay, they did the wedding for the first half of the yeah. season, and then the, the second half was them focusing on events like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be really nice. They didn't worry about them like being in each other's lives all the time, but they just focused on events like yeah. that, like you know Barney having his kid and so forth. Which, which I, like I actually that. really liked that moment for Barney. Even though it wasn't with what I wanted, I, I like the idea behind it, but it doesn't help that it nullifies the stuff they did before. Exactly. exactly, it's something that probably along with the stuff they filmed, they thought would be a good ending for Barney, and, for, and instead of adhering to the character they had built, they had just reversed reverted, it so they they could do that ending. Yeah, and, I mean, like it, it just like it, it just like you know it. Uh, it just, you know, it just seems weird because, you know, the mother seemed, like, so important, like, that, you know, like, you know, uh... Because, you know, Ted and Robin, you know, they don't... She's in the fucking title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like, you know, that, like, you know... Yeah, it should, should have been retitled How I Met Your Stepmother. <laughs> <laughs> how I Settled for Your Mother. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, How I Settled yeah, for Your Mother. Yeah, because wasn't, like, a bunch in this season about Ted getting over the fact that Robin was getting married? Yeah. And she yeah. told him, you know, flat out, like, you know, I don't love you, uh, like, in that way. Uh, it, it just... It just... Odd writing choices. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they wrote themselves into a box. They, got, I, they filmed an ed- ending years ago. They're like, all right, our characters have completely changed since this point. Mm-hmm. Shit. I, I, I think uh, I think a good way, like you know, like uh, the way they could have like with the kids, you know, the kids basically summed up, you know, dad, you know, your, your love with Aunt Robin. What they could have said is like, you know. Uh, Maybe something to think, like, you know, think about, you know, mom's story. She thought she would never find anyone. You thought you would never find it. I mean, you know, the, your, your two meeting, that yeah, yeah, proves, you know, there's, you know, a chance for love even after you think there's nothing. But, you know, it's, you know, may, maybe encouraging me to you know, get back out there. I mean, it was, you know, six years down the road after she passed away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can't say this. As much as I love the series as a whole, it just kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Kind of like Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Where I, I don't want to watch How I Met Your Dad at all. Like I, well, like, that's a completely different thing. Yeah, yeah. I know, but it's still they're gonna be feeling so. When does the father die? <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, it feels like spinoff if none of the characters are in the. Well, I don't think so. Well, isn't it like okay? From what I read, the 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 main character is after her first marriage, so it's kind yeah. of where Ted is after he met the mom and she died. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, I I do think like uh, it's 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 like it's kind of like you know, you know uh, maybe like on a, on a long uh, plane ride like you sit next to a stranger and then you become like best buds with them uh, and then like you know when you land at the airport and you like you know you think and be friends you know you exchange information you know they they stand up and they fart in your face before they leave. <laughs> <laughs> like a hot chick you meet in Chicago that lives in Texas? <laughs> who, who has ever farted in your face? Well, I was, I was thinking, like, after conversation. Well, no, I was thinking like the elevator thing, but that doesn't really work as long because you know, it's like a short ride as opposed to like an elevator. Unless you ask for it. <laughs> Normally you got to pay double for that kind of action. Blow hot smoke in my face. The only baby. issues with it I didn't have were with Marshall and Lily. I, I, I thought... Everything with them was great. The picture of her, her whale costume that looked like semen it made me laugh so much. Yeah. <laughs> when, when I was like, almost like, oh my god, Marshall's dressed as Captain Ahab. This is awesome. <laughs> it's like couple. I know they do a couple's costume every time. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, uh, now yeah, when it comes out on DVD, I am gonna sit down because I don't want to rate it. I'm gonna buy season nine. <laughs> and I'm gonna rewatch and see if it flows better. You know, mm-hmm. let it sit in my head for a little while. And I, I did, I did, digest. I did hear that like they cut about 18 minutes out of the finale. So, hmm. so maybe maybe they'll make it less jarring. But it's maybe they'll show some more of that death of the mother. And maybe like there's an alternative ending where it's like it, it just an alternative. <laughs> Anything other than what you got? Yeah, yeah kind of. The, the reason like I'm so upset like because you know like uh, one thing I liked about the show I mean. Uh, uh, the show. Did you never find out what the pineapple was. Yeah, they never told us. Like, uh, oh. whenever because Barney knows. There uh, is one scene they filmed specifically and did not air on television. That's going to be on the DVD set. Okay. Oh, nice. Hopefully, it's a pineapple. <laughs> I but, don't know what the fuck the pineapple. Or Robin is. Sparkles. Yeah. Um. Uh, but uh, basically, like what I like, you know, it's a, it, you know, it's kind of like a hangout show. Like you know, these are kind of like the community is like, or you know, like these are your people you enjoy spending time with. You know, you kind of think of them as you know that your own family or friends. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, uh, yeah, there's been dark times in the show. Like you know, Robin finding out uh, she can't have kids. You know, Marshall's dad dying. Uh, but you know, like like it was like people died, but like Marshall's dad was you know a periphery character. He wasn't like you know close to like to think. I mean, because it felt like, you know, this almost, it feels like a very cynical ploy because, uh, uh, if, you know, there's no guarantee that, you know, Ted and Robin will work out, and it almost feels like Ted's back in the same position he was at the beginning of the show, you know, uh, hopeless romantic, uh, pursuing, con- con- continually pursuing the wrong woman. Hmm. hmm. Which... I don't know. It would be interesting. I mean, it, it just seems like too dark of an ending for a sitcom. I mean... <laughs> what about compared to the Seinfeld? <laughs> well, those people were assholes. They deserve what they got. Okay, oh, quick question. I'm not sure how in how much we've spoken about this. What did you think of the Lost ending? Oh, wow. Um, man, <laughs> asked me four years ago. 
I haven't rewatched it. I haven't had any desire to rewatch Lost. Yeah, uh, let me fill you. Let me help you refresh your mind. They're all dead. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that. Okay. I, I liked the final, I the final shot match. The like, first shot. I, I liked that. Yeah. You like a storybook yeah, ending. I, I, don't, I remember really liking it. It's like I don't. For the most part, I normally do like some of the endings that are mostly reviled by people. Yeah. Like The Sopranos and Lost and Battlestar. Battlestar, I like. I thought it was. Were, were the angels? Were they? Oh, what the yeah. fuck were they? What? We don't need to know the answer to that so question. Like, we don't need to know about God. Well, yeah, there's so much discussion about you know there being one true God and so on and so forth that it's kind of hard. They set it up. It's just that nobody likes it because it's, it's a bunch of you no, know, it's a bunch of sci-fi nerds. It's stupid who, who don't believe in God. Yes, exactly. I mean, I I don't believe in God, but I do, I can get, still give them that's where they were going. They're gonna give us all this awesome spaceship fighting, and then you're gonna tell us there's a God at the end. Fuck you, we're out. Lost already did this. God damn it. It's just I. Don't like I'm not going to begrudge anybody for I mean even the lost ending the lost ending set itself up yeah I mean it was Locke versus Jack yeah faith versus fact Locke won and that just pissed people off in my opinion gotcha. <laughs> but yeah yeah you know, I don't I don't remember hating it but maybe that's also why I didn't revisit it's like all right <laughs> and just. Oh, Sir lost ninja, lost Barbara. Sorry, guys, we had technical difficulties. Yeah, and a surf ninja interlude. Yeah, we 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 went from lost to talking about surf ninjas because we started singing Barbara Ann. Take my hand. So yeah. Anyway, uh, let's let's go. On. Yo, talk about certain ninjas. Let's talk about another set of ninjas, the uh, turtles. They had their trailer. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm dying for a live action film. Well, I'm, I'm excited. I was uh, I was pleased with the turtles themselves. Yeah. I still question the human casting side. Like William Fickner, he's a good actor in certain roles. Is he Shredder? Yeah, that, I mean, no, he's not because he's not Japanese. I know. <laughs> I mean, this is one of those things where I'm sort of on Gabe's side, where I'm kind of like, his name is Orokusaki. It's meant to be Orokusaki. Is it? I don't know. It's like William Sachs or something like that. So it's like that's some sort of English anagram for Orokusaki. You're kind of like, fuck you. I am Lord Voldemort. <laughs> I, 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 the character's meant to be in charge of a bunch of fucking ninja assassins, and he's a white well, guy. There was a lot of There was a lot of <laughs> It's like the last samurai. Imperialism in Japan. Yeah, I so I can I, see I, historically uh, the basis, but I agree with you that, yes, he should be Japanese. Yeah, but like, I mean, Keanu yeah. Reeves in the 47 Women. Yeah, or Tom Cruise in the last Samurai. It's like, oh! Well, he's American. They do it over they and over again. He's a civil. He came over from the Civil War and was like basically a war consultant. Yeah, but why can't we watch movies with real martial artists? Or well, like, I mean, there was a what was it? Um, last fall, there was a movie Keanu Reeves directed, and he used the fight choreographer from, from the Matrix. He went Wu Ping. Um, it was a man of Tai Chi. Yeah, the main character. Yeah, in you know the main character is an Asian guy. Keanu Reeves plays the villain and actually utters the lines "finish him," <laughs> which made was in the trailer, and I was just like, I want to see this so bad. <laughs> Matt actually watched it on Netflix, yeah. and what he said was that 
Keanu Reeves shouldn't have fought. Because, <laughs> like, it, it, like, I think the last fight was between the main character and Keanu Reeves. And Keanu Reeves, at this point, can't really keep up. So it's kind of obviously, yeah. you know, not, not as good as the rest of the stuff beforehand. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, Ninja Turtles, I was happy with what I saw with the Turtles. I do like the design choices because, I mean, it kind of makes sense from a certain point of view that they would sort of individualize themselves. Yeah. Like, they they wouldn't just... The only difference wouldn't be that they were just wearing different colors. They were wearing clothes and aesthetically seemed different. Kind of like Donatello, the brief glimpses you get of him. He's wearing a bunch of tech. And, yeah. and, and a proton his, pack. And it kind of looks like a proton pack. <laughs> yeah, and Leonardo is dressed up as sort of like a low-rent samurai. Wrath uh, yeah. uh, is pretty low-rent. Uh, low he's like the closest to the turtles yeah. to, to a certain degree. And Mike's sort of, he's got like kick shells blaster. around his... He looks like a kick blaster. Yeah, uh, Which uh, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, does, uh, I like the turtles, and I really like the way that the, the trailer ended with Mike no, it's just a mask. Yeah, it's just a mask. It's cool. Don't freak out. I like that. Yeah, I mean, that because that's happened so many times with the turtles where they're just, where that joke is made. And, yeah, it's, and it's just, funny that they play it out. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's just the casting choice. Like Megan Fox as an investigative reporter. <laughs> <laughs> no, not buying that. That's that's odd. And yeah, like I said, William Fichter. He's a good actor the majority of the time. He's a good character actor as a lead villain who's normally Japanese. Or bank teller. <laughs> Do you know who you're, <laughs> who you're fucking with? Or a do- or dodgeball commentator. Um, yeah, exactly. Figure that. skater father. He, he He's good in so many different things. But this, this is very odd. Uh, space shuttle uh, flyer. <laughs> I just watched Armageddon the other nice. which explains why he's in this probably but yeah he's like in every Michael Bay movie or Bruckheimer film at least because I think he was the bad guy in Lone Ranger I never well, saw it yeah, I, never I, saw, I did guy. watch that did you? yeah after it, it came out the DVD it was not good. I fell, I fell asleep during it. Well, I fell asleep during no the drugs, Pirates. No drugs, and I, I fell never, asleep. I, I never saw The Last Pirates. But, uh, anyway, not yeah. missing anything. I fell asleep. You had some grievances with, with the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I, there's some issues I don't like about the Turtles. I don't like their size. I guess they're too big. I don't get that. They're mutants, so I thought I it doesn't matter how big yeah, they are. I, I'm not going to give a shit about that exactly. Oh, they're usually portrayed smaller than the humans, though. I know, but I'm not going to give a shit. But now they're like two feet taller. I, I thought the shell like I thought the shell like was made like a little overly big, maybe. Well, I think it was but, made anatom- <laughs> anatomically correct to how a turtle normally is. <laughs> I mean, okay. I, I, yeah, I you're, you're not going to hear a complaint, be, a complaint from me about the turtles themselves. Like, I, 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 I love the hint of the uh, uh, when they were going down the, the hill on their shells yeah. in the snow. That is straight up from an Archie comic. And right. She Ninja Turtle comic. Yeah, they were. And I was that. just like, oh, <laughs> I remember that. That's really awesome. <laughs> uh, now, there's a shot of Leo at the end of the trailer, like right after, like he lands, or where something. he lands, yeah. and you see how massive his shell is behind him. Yeah. I have to wonder how his arms can reach his swords. I'm assuming they figured it out. But it it seems like it's like six inches off of his shoulder. Like half a foot off of his shoulder. It kind of reminds me of like uh, late in the 87 cartoon, like when they became like the mutant gen stuff, like they got the second mutations. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this seems a bit overly massive. All right. This is my only complaint, really. And why the Foot Clan looked... Right, they I had, had machine machine guns. Foot Clan. That's true. They I had, had an issue with that. They had guns, and that pissed me off. Yeah. And they looked funny. Yeah. I don't care what they look like. Ninjas don't use guns. As long as the turtles, like, kick their heads in, I'm good. <laughs> guns I mean, are for like, pussies. I, I, I watched a trailer at work, and somebody was behind me, and was kind of like, that doesn't look like a good movie. And I was like, I'm gonna go see that. <laughs> I can't right? help it. I have to go see that. <laughs> I have a Ninja Turtle hoodie. I have to go see that. <laughs> There's no, I mean... I mean, if, if, if they had stuck to that original script where there were, like, alien princes or whatever sort of yeah. bullshit they were trying to feed us, I maybe I wouldn't have seen that. But right <laughs> now, I'm just sort of like, all right, bad casting. Okay, I'll go see it. <laughs> as long as the turtles are good, I'm happy. Yeah. I think they got their personalities down pretty right, so. Or at least from what we've yeah, seen. Yeah, from what we've seen. Mike seemed pretty okay. Yeah. yeah. Just from that one... I don't know, yeah, but it's uh, it's still. I, I I would like to see another trailer, which we probably will between yeah. now and August. I, I actually heard rumors that it might be getting pushed back again. I I I saw an article about that. It wasn't the most I don't know. Ooh, I, well, one, I want a source. Yeah, like reputable source where you're yeah. kind of like uh, probably actually sounds likely. So I'm not sure about that. Yeah. But, well, I, I actually think it would probably do better opening in like November or December. I suspect that they don't want to face the Guardians. Yeah, I, I bet that. Yeah, the Guardians trailer was so much better. Yeah, it's. I, <laughs> I get happy every time I see it in the movie theater. Like, yeah. I haven't actually seen it in the movie theater. Yeah, I'm assuming either. we're seeing it in front of Captain. Yeah. Along with Ninja Turtles. Those are my headphones. Take them off. <laughs> movies. Take off. Who? Movies who are, have that. Who are you? Like, that I'm Star Lord. Standing who? in history. They're, Star Lord. Need a sequel. Yeah. No, like you. You just proved that to me that no matter how the movie actually turns out. There's going to be another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, live action, because of the devoted fan base that's going to be like, well, this is a Ninja Turtles, I even, want to give it a sh- at least a shot, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's not even just that, it's the fact uh, the Nickelodeon cartoon is a fucking hit. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. The ratings for it are insane, so kids who like that are going to go with Yeah, that's it. why I think, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a pretty yeah. popular... It's story right money. now, it's so... It's gonna make money. Yeah, no matter what, they're gonna make enough money and they're gonna make a sequel. Yeah. Megan Fox is probably not gonna be in it because they're gonna learn their lesson. No. Uh, well, maybe. They replaced they, it for only Three ones. times? No, it's just the two. Just just twice, two? yeah. Yeah, because it's Paige Turco in the last two. Okay, they're, yeah, gonna, that's right. they're not gonna use Megan Fox for, their, for the next one, guarantee it. Actually, the original April was in uh, Bad Words. Oh, oh was she? she? Yeah. Wow. She was one of your parents. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't remember her name. I can't either, but as soon as I saw her, I was like, April O'Neil. That's right. I, I had that happen. <laughs> was it Was it the, 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 the one? The redheaded mom uh, uh, that was complaining to the uh, uh, head of the spelling bee. God, I need to go back okay. and watch Ninja Turtles. I haven't watched those movies in a while. Uh, first two are great. Let's wrap this shit up. I got things to do. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with first two. First one is the first one is a fucking classic. Yeah, mm-hmm. it still stands up. It's amazing. I how still like the second one. The second one I still yeah. find really good. I don't have any problems with the second one. And honestly, it's been so long since I watched the third one. I shouldn't say, but Gilman I, doesn't like uh, does, a child, Gilman doesn't like Vanilla Ice. <laughs> Gilman, you need to stop. <laughs> Listen and <laughs> collaborate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, 
my problems with the third movie was just you can tell that stuff was shot separately. <coughs> like uh, Casey Jones is never on screen with the turtles. <laughs> He's never in the same shot with the turtles. Wow. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you can, you can watch the movie and be like, oh, okay. Um, all right. Adult, I noticed this. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard having a fully functioning brain, isn't it? It really just fucks up your day. <laughs> well, I'm assuming it was like timing and scheduling didn't work, or huh. or it was an afterthought. <laughs> Maybe we should leave Splinter, who looks terrible, well, with four. Yeah, Casey never. He his primary thing was dealing with the samurai that showed up to replace the turtles. Yeah. Correct? yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he would never really naturally show up with the turtles at that point. No, but still. So that actually makes sense. Well, you'll have to rewatch it and you'll see what I mean. Okay. Hockey. 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 <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, maybe he's never actually on screen with Splinter. Maybe, maybe. It's something like well, that. Well, yeah, I don't think anybody was on screen with Splinter because they cheapened out on his puppet so much. Yeah. He's never outside of that window. Yeah. He just pops up there. Like, on the, uh, the first two Turtle movies. It, it's like Sesame out. Street. He had a full puppet that, like, somebody was in charge of and was doing the voice of. Well, that's not done, done, done by the Jim Henson Company. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... So, since we have uh, Chance and Andrew here... And we're talking about ninjas? Well... Oh, I guess it does. Is <laughs> the Wu Gambinos are fucking ninjas. I thought that's what you were trying to make a segue the first time when you said ninjas. I was like, sweet Wu Tang Clan. I, I don't really know a lot about Wu Tang Clan, so well, this is pretty much going to be a conversation between you two. It, it won't be I long, but the, I'm curious what Andrew's opinion is. I, I, we should establish what they did. I, I guess, for my understanding, the Wu Tang Clan are, release, are releasing Wu Tang Clan. The Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's the name of the next Ghostface Killer solo album. I'll drink another beer to that. Give me the um, Did you know that Louis C.K. directed, uh, uh, what is that stupid Poo-Tang? Poo-Tang. Oh, he wrote it. That's he wrote awesome. It. I love yeah. that movie. I'm I was I've never seen Poo-Tang. It's hilarious. Sounds like a good, I've heard good things about it. It's hilarious. Yeah, I see what you're laughing at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, the Wu-Tang Clan, they released, well, it's just one album. They want to treat it like a piece of art in the sense that it's going to go out on tour. There's only one copy of this mm-hmm. thing. One physical copy. And people pay money to listen to it once. Like, they want to establish music instead of being some sort of commercial commodity <laughs> to being a piece of art. That's what I sort of got yeah. from the whole Which thing. I can respect that. I think it's interesting that they were... I think it's interesting. They were able to record that album for two years with all the hype for their 20th anniversary album, A Better Tomorrow, coming out. So everybody's paying attention to what the Wu-Tang Clan's doing, but nobody had a clue that this was going to happen. Beyonce just did the same thing. She That newest album that she put out, she, she recorded the album and shot a music video for every song before there was any press whatsoever. So it, when she dropped it, no one knew it was going to happen. It was just like... One day, people walked into a store and they're like, "Motherfucker, there's a new Beyonce album out." Mm-hmm. So, which I think that was their intention was to catch everybody su- by surprise. They've been keeping this one under wraps, but I'm if it comes if it tours near here, if it goes to Chicago, I'm gonna go to, to hear it because there's no guarantee that I will be able to hear that album mm-hmm. outside of an art gallery. That that's what I have the issue with, like that, uh, like you know, it's a. I, I, I think it's an interesting, interesting idea, but, you know, for, for, I know about, uh, for me, like, you know, I really can't digest an album, like, you know, just hearing it once, I need multiple times, and... Mm-hmm. 
I would agree with that, especially with a rap album. When sometimes, mm -hmm. like even with like with Eminem or Childish Gambino, I wanna, I wanna listen to the lyrics again and again just to make sure I'm. I don't, like sometimes I don't catch them the first time right. I, I listen to it, so I want to have time to actually listen to it again and again and uh, hear what they're trying to say. Right. Go uh, like standing in the middle of a museum or wherever this may be and listening to it just the once is an odd choice. I, I think especially a, a, for that sort of lyrical delivery system. I think a, a better way to do it is like you know no physical copies, but like you know. Uh, your admission gets you a digital copy, and like you know, uh, mm -hmm. you can't like you know, it's like you only like um, maybe they use like I, I hate DRM, but maybe they could use it in, in this case where you only only you're authorized to you know use it. Uh. I'm sure you know because they're auctioning off the album. Uh, whoever buys it's going to put it. Oh, out. they're going to leak. I mean, they, they would. They'd be an idiot. Whoever whoever we buys it, make a shit ton of money. Whoever that. buys it is going to put it out, and I'm I gotta assume that. The Riz is smarter than that, so I gotta assume there's contractual obligations for whoever purchases this at an auction that they can't profit off of it. Hmm. If it, I could see if, them leaking if, it. If they really want to treat it like art, and they're gonna auction it off to somebody, give it away for free in a private collection. Yeah, then the most logical thing to me is that if that person's gonna distribute it, it's gonna be for free because it's either that is a piece of either you're gonna take that piece of art and hang it up over your mantle place for you to look at every day and no one else. Or you're gonna send it on tour around the country to different museums and let pe let the people see it. So I, it would make sense to me that we will get access to the I'm album. for the children. <laughs> we teach the children. It would make sense to me that we'll get access to the album. But I, the statement that he's trying to make, I really like. He's just, he's just saying, music has become too cheap of an art form in today's society. Not not because anybody can make music. But because anybody can make music that has no substance and then put it online and then make millions of dollars off of it. I think that's where it is. I think yeah, yeah. Things like that happen. I think that's the Riz's issue is that he's a guy who hears music and everything like he could the Riz would probably tell you if he'd walk up like a street block and he could hear <laughs> the beginnings of ten different songs just from the sounds that he picks up walking the street block like the, he's a true musician who loves the craft and you know treats it like a dignified art form instead of somebody who s gets a producer has a decent voice and gets an and, auto tune yeah gets some auto tune some posts some uh post-recording software, and then puts out a single that makes a million dollars. I can also see them trying to make a statement because, like, in the file share age, you know, uh, maybe music has, you know, less value uh, in the sense that, like, you know, like, you know, it's like, you know, you don't want to pay, a lot of people don't want to pay for it, uh, which I, I think that's kind of, you know, like a really, you know, uh, backwards-looking uh, conservative, uh, you know, viewpoint of music, because, I mean, um, I, I do think like you know, there's, there's you know probably a nice middle ground. I, I think we're maybe moving towards that like uh, I, with like Spotify and stuff. I mean you know I think that musicians should be paid better. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think there's a middle ground between you know access to you know to music, but also artists you know not starving and you know excuse me being paid. Well, that's an interesting idea about easily music is accessible at this point and like anybody can go online and look at a picture of the Mona Lisa 
But it's different experience than in person. Right. Uh, I, I do think, like, you know, uh, some of, like, you know, like there's, like, this fetish, fetish, fetishization of, uh, you know, like, uh, people you will know, poo-poo, like, you know, buying music online, like, you know, like, we're going to go into, like, you know, uh, torrent site downloading stuff. I mean, yeah, there there is to be something, uh, there is something to be said about, uh, you know, you know, fi- you know, finding these obscure records in the record store. It's kind of a thrill, you know, have the physical copy in your hand, but, you know, I don't think that in... <laughs> yeah, it's not, I mean, not everyone feels that way. Did you just say poo poo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, like you know, like the. Like, uh, I, I I think that you know, there's I think there's merits. You know, it's kind of fun. You know, finding you know stuff that you wouldn't expect, like at a record store. Uh, but you know, it's. Yeah, I, for me, like I think it's you know pretty awesome to be in this era because then you could like you know hear all this you know shit that you know would be impo- unless like you know you're like a college radio DJ or like you know like in the right circles you know stuff that you you know, pass you by it's it's kind of nice that you know we can be kind of uh, omnivorous in our you know, musical uh, listening like you can listen to like country folk blues bluegrass yeah. rap pop yeah. etc. And yeah. a lot it's pretty easy to like you know be a connoisseur. I mean it's. I, you know, there's like, you know, uh, it, you know, it's the best of times, it's the worst of times. GT <laughs> is going to offer us some sage advice right now, I guess. No, I'm grabbing the bottle opener. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you what picked it up, I thought you were going <laughs> to... I just... Well, one other thing that I think is kind of interesting about it is that they chose... You said, you guys were talking about, you know, you could find visual art online and look at it but it's a different experience when you actually get to see the physical thing mm-hmm. up close in person and i wonder if they're going to be touring i mean they're going to be touring the physical album the double album with the audio for it so you're going to go into a, uh, my imagination is that you're going to go into a room all white everything like just nothing completely bare and in the middle there will be a display case with the out al- double album sitting in its in its packaging and you're going to pop on some headphones and for an hour and a half to two hours you're going to hear nothing but hip-hop but i i think i think it's cool because it forces you to listen if you only have yeah. one go at this album you're going to try and soak up as much as you possibly can so it, it forces you to truly appreciate every little nuance that you can in a two hours span and then after that you're that like that's the only impression you will have unless you were to go to another museum and and to see it again but it, it that is the main purpose of your of your living for those two hours you're you're devoting that time of your life to the to listen to the music so i think it does add value to to the music, making it more of an appreciated art form, just because it makes people focus only on that. And I think it's that, that, mentioning that is almost sort of an, another example how they're not trying to make money off of this uh-uh. to a certain degree. Because okay, so you got a person standing there for an hour and a half or two hours, however long the album is. I mean, and they pay what was it like thirty bucks a pop or something? Like yeah, that? probably. That's like eight times thirty is two hundred forty bucks a day. I mean, nobody's trying to make money off of 240 bucks a day. That's, yeah. uh, that's, I don't know, that's kind of interesting. I didn't think about that. I mean, yeah, they'll make a bunch of money by whoever actually pays for the damn thing, but I suppose, but... Not, yeah, not nearly as much as what could be made if that was a public album. Yeah. Huh. They don't, they don't care. Most of, the, <laughs> most of those guys got a net worth of 10 plus million, so they don't really give a shit about money. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, let's see. Another thing, Chance mentioned 
Colbert's apparent racism? It's apparent, all right. <laughs> I, I, I just think I'm making a joke. I, I, I thought it was interesting after I read an article where it wasn't even Colbert's Twitter account. Right. It was somebody else's that put up the ching chong, ching chong, whatever. It was oh, Colbert it, Report uh, Twitter. It was the actual show's Twitter. It was Colbert. the show's And in turn tweeted like a joke from an episode, I believe. Yeah, yeah. It was the, the show, it was a joke that was not in context. No, yeah, I, I I read like an article. Uh, now, what was the? T- I remember like it was like, uh, was it? Uh, who was he responding to? Like who said? It was about the Washington Redskins. Yeah, Dan Snyder. That's right. Yeah, he was making uh, the, like the Washington Redskins Foundation for Native Americans. It's yeah, and then Colbert was making a joke about you know a really racist using yeah, like a yeah a Redskin. The best, <laughs> the best was his re- his rebuttal. Uh, <laughs> clip that he did was one of his interns outside pulling the Colbert awning off the off the frame, so like the sh- like the show was going to be shut down. All the all the staff writers are walking out with their box of shit from their desk, and the last thing you see is a Native American in full regalia with one tear going down the face. Yeah, I was like, that's too perfect. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I thought it was a, a, a really big overreaction by somebody's part. Oh yeah, it's just like, oh come on, this guy. Yeah, you're gonna make you're gonna want this guy to be canceled. I mean, yeah, he acts like a Republican asshole. He's God. That's the joke, he, you idiot. He, he said, "He said, I sure hope no one, no one publicizes my joke about how <laughs> President Obama teamed up with the Ku Klux Klan or how Rosa Parks was overrated or any of this shit." He's like, "That would sound terrible out of context." Um, yeah, but you know, it was fantastic. Is uh, today I saw an article. Where um, there was an uh, Arab gentleman who um, Glenn Beck kept on attacking after the uh, Boston Marathon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as a uh, purported, uh, um, I don't know, assistant. Accomplice, yeah. Yeah, accomplice. And the guy's suing Glenn Beck now. Awesome. Because you're, kind of, you're like, you asshole. I had nothing to do with that. And you're coming after me just based off a of race. I Fuck hate you. that guy. Yeah, Glenn Beck can suck a dick. <laughs> He would walk. If you believe what that man says on air, he would rather watch his daughters die from whatever terrible disease it is that they have, as opposed to promote stem cell research, which is the only hope for a cure for. I wish I could remember what the disease they have is. But he's got a daughter that's real. Uh, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. But yeah, he's got a daughter that's pretty sick. Yeah, it's just one of those things. You're kind of like, you people are retarded. You're going after Stephen Colbert? Yeah. Do you have nothing better to do with your time? <laughs> I mean, I, I think there could, like, a, there was an interesting article on Deadspin about it, like, written by, uh, I believe there were uh, Korean Americans or Chinese Americans about, like, responding to it, like, you know, that, you know, they mentioned, you know, that it was, he's making a point that, you know, this, you know, Snyder's getting away, like, you know, the people are upset that, you know, because, you know, Redskin doesn't have, like, you know, the same stigma as, like, as a slur as, like, you know, perhaps, like, the N word, uh, you know, it's like, you know, well, yeah. It- but like, but like, you know, that you know, it's like you know the fact that you know he's like it, like it's you know it's uh this the, his foundation you know is completely tone deaf uh, and that you know like uh, that Colbert was you know, using satire. It's mm-hmm. I, I think what there could have been an interesting thing like if you know if people were upset about you know him using like you know uh, Asian slurs like you know like uh, it could have been for rather than like you know yellow skin or something like that. Or like, well, like uh, rather than like you know maybe like you know cancel Colbert maybe we could have had like a dialogue or like a. I mean, uh, it could have been interesting about, like, you know, like, uh, 
what, like kind of like when uh, and Louis when he talks about like you know using the f word. Uh, like his friend, uh, like when he, you know, trying to like you know, what's the right balance for like you know, when is it okay for comedians to use you know, faggot, um, and... slurs like you know, like uh, uh, my, my rule of thumb when it comes to you know, like you know, danger, stepping on that line of comedy is like you know, who's the target of the joke? Like you know, um, for example, you know, I have a you know pretty strong stance against rape jokes because I think you know it's you know, it kind of reinforces some of the negative crap. But it, but if you know you're making fun of the people you know who kind of perpetuate the net stuff, you know, it's, just consider the if, it, if the target of the if the butt of the joke is you know like somebody who's you know already kind of downtrodden, you know maybe it's don't tell a joke or you know. Well, yeah, I don't uh, think Paul Bear did that. Oh, though. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, no, it was really targeting Dan Snyder. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely aimed upwards. It it's was, like, you know, it's like, you know, aid the afflicted, mock the powerful. And those tax evading fucks can die. <laughs> I love the NFL. Uh, Wait, the, correction, I loved the NFL until I recently <laughs> found out they don't pay taxes. Yeah, because they're a non-profit organization. Which is ridiculous. Which is retarded. I'm done with the NFL. Uh, but, uh, of that. You know what? Uh, Matt told me about there's an episode of South Park recently uh-huh. where Cartman went to the uh, like NCAA uh-huh. and started talking to them like they were, you know, basically what, he, what the joke was about is that the NCAA is essentially a form of slavery to mm-hmm. the extent that nobody involved with the NCAA gets paid. For the endeavors, even though everybody involved makes millions mm-hmm. of dollars. Yeah. But uh, but going back to the Snyder thing, like uh, the Onion actually did, like a had a nice piece a couple months ago, like uh, is it, it, it like you know an actual like piece or like a headline that they uh, they used a derogatory Jewish slur towards Snyder. Yeah, hmm. uh, kike. Okay. Like it's making a point. Like it's like you know you know you're like you know like you know people would get in you know, would get you know clucks of pearls if somebody were to you know use that like in a non satirical. Yeah. Paper. It's uh, it's it's like it's like you know, dude. You know when it's really specific. We, we had perfect I, weather I, I for mean, kite flying a... today. Well, I'm sorry. What? I said we had perfect weather for kite flying today. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah. but it's like it's like you know anti-Jewish slur. But like it's so yeah. so like you know like I mean it's like you know it's like consider that you know the Jewish community would be upset if like you know we had a team called you know the San Francisco <laughs> New York Kikes for example or something. The Brooklyn Kikes. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like you know it's like you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't agree with a team being called the Redskins at all. I mean, would, would you, like, it's like, would you call a team the Blackskins? Yeah, I, it depends on what the, color they were. I think there's a, a debate I was having with a coworker about it, where he was kind of like, well, you wouldn't call, I don't know, I think he was trying to defend people who were Redskin fans uh-huh. who like dressed up as Redskins, and you're kind of like, I get where you're coming from. I understand you're saying that it, it, they're they're just people trying to support a team, but it, it's, who calls themselves the Redskins. But it's but, a, it's a little gross for them, like you know, putting on like you know, like putting red paint on themselves and like headdresses. Like, it's like it's like it's it's like you know, it's it's like you know. You sh- I mean, we, we should be to the point where that should make you just a little uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like just the idea of it should make you go. I don't know about this man. It's reducing people to a stereotype. Like yeah. it's, it's like not all Native Americans, you know. Like that's headdresses. Like you know, that's uh, more of the problems of like you know the plain stripes, like the Sioux. Mm-hmm. If we want to talk about breaking stereotypes, I saw the most badass Native American yesterday on YouTube. <laughs> this guy beatboxes, raps, and like live produces songs. Okay, so he started off uh, with a with a drum, whatever traditional Native American drum he was using. And he's he's in full, 
headdress and like dancing. He's got this traditional or ceremonial dance costume on. Okay, he starts off with the drum, lays down the beat, starts playing a little flute. Then he starts singing harmonies with himself, recording it track by track uh-huh. by track, playing it all together until he creates this nice track. And then he starts rapping about just loving people and praying for people. And I was like, this is probably the coolest thing that I've seen in hip hop. In a year, in the, in this year, that's for sure. Uh, one one thing, like I think, like is an interesting direction to go, like with regard to like, uh, like with Native Americans in sports, like yeah, I, I don't know if there's anything inherently wrong, perhaps, like with you know maybe like you know the team being called like the Cleveland Indians, but you know it's the issue with them is like maybe like the the Chief Wahoo, like the the gross caricature. Yeah, the, I'm thinking of the logo. Yeah, or like the like the Braves, like the tomahawk chop, and like yeah. I mean. I guess a good example because like uh, it's approved uh, by the Seminole Tribe, uh, the Florida, uh, Florida State University mascots that is uh, Osceola and like uh, he's like uh, the one bad thing is it's, it's, I think I believe it's a white dude most of the time, uh, but you know, but uh, I uh, like uh, but you know like uh, actual like you know authentic uh, tribal gear and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, it's that's probably you know a more palatable way to do it. You know, it's like you know get the folks involved. Like you know, don't just like you know. Uh, Say, oh, we're honoring you. It's like, well, we we kind of object to this, you know. Make, <laughs> listen to us. It's so, yeah. Apparently, um, it's our birthday. Yeah. Well, Saturday, <laughs> uh, March 29th was our second birthday, which okay. we failed to mention last week, no. which would have been an episode posted this week okay. that will be posted. This, like, it will be posted by the time. Listen to this, and that's pointless. But uh, we've come on stuck in time, like Billy Pilgrim. Um, basically, I, we're, we're just going to save our birthday celebrations for our hundredth episode, which will be in a couple weeks. So. And will that involve a radio play, Mr. Um, Gilman? <laughs> yeah. I remember I specifically looked up the picture of the uh, uh, really cheap ass turtles that, uh, that that I wanted to. I think they're like the tortoise heroes or something like that. I remember there was a picture like sent around last year. Um, yeah, I'll. I think I'll try and do something with that. I, I actually have an idea, like uh, two ideas actually. Wu Tang Clan is the founding fathers. Like uh, we do, like a <laughs> delegation. Uh, I can't write that. Uh, I don't have a um, now I come off overly racist. Yeah, that's true. But I, I like the idea in my head. Uh, what is this three fifths compromise bullshit? <laughs> uh, but uh, or also, I was thinking, uh, like you know, in Wreck It Ralph, the support group. Yeah. We could do it like for like superhero villains, <laughs> like Batman villains, like kind of like you know, almost got him that. Or we can make Susan Storm black. Oh God. <laughs> well, there actually were comics like like with uh, Lois Lane where she be. Yeah. I like the cheap turtles. Yeah, yeah me too. Let me. I want to play. All the ancillary characters and the narrator. You guys be the turtles. Wait, wait is Matt going to be involved? How could you not be Michelangelo? I, I will be if that's what it has to be, but I assumed that Matt might be involved. Would I be Donatello? There would be five of us and then... If Matt to be involved, we would have to wait until May or... Not, we ain't doing that shit. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. I'm Michelangelo. <laughs> so, so, can Gabe be like the 1980s Shredder? Yes. Oh, he will totally do some good voices. <laughs> Hi, y'all. I want to destroy you. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, anyways, that wraps up another kind of epic show. I'm David West. I'm David Gilman. Chance Hoover. Andrew Crowley. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the stop button. Actually, did it, who was it that came up with a really good outro or like sign off? I feel like 
I don't know. Somebody did. Somebody told me something. Well, hit the space what... bar was mine. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, like, within, like, the past couple days, somebody said something. That was I don't really remember. Yeah. Stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> Eat my... Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. Alright, peace out everyone. Keep listening.